All right, guys. So let's introduce guys our special feature yes. guest of the evening. All of us here on the panel are big Bill and Ted's excellent adventure fans. So we are so excited to have one of the original actresses from the great franchise of Bill and Ted's who will be reprising her role in Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music. We're so excited to have the one and only actress, actress extraordinaire, best known as Missy, the stepmom, the wonderful and talented Amy Stock. So happy to have you on BTV, Amy. Thank you. Hey. Here, guys. Thank you. I love it. It's cool. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, first of all, guys, first of all, your thoughts when you were first approached to reprise your role of Missy in the third film, and, and did you expect this third film to happen? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we we literally expected the first one to happen uh, after we got it. So everything else has been kind of like just just a, a prize waiting to happen. Uh, I first found out about BT3, rumors about BT3, many, many years ago. I was teaching uh, at a community college, and my students started to bring in, oh, they might be making a third one. And at that point, I was stuck in Illinois trying to finish a dissertation, which was killing me. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't take much stock in it. And I just kept going on when I, when it really hit home. And when I found out that I was in number three was about three, I believe three years ago, uh, I did WonderCon down in Anaheim yes. and I was there for boom studios for the comics. And I was signing and Scott Krupp was there, the producer. And of course we hadn't seen each other in what 30 some odd years. And uh, <laughs> wonderful to see him again. And the best compliment he gave me is like, you look exactly the same. And I went, I yes. Uh, but we're sitting there and we're convincing, we're signing autographs and we're doing stuff. And he leans over to me and he says, by the way, <laughs> there's a third one and you're in it. And I, I wanted to just like, go through the roof, but I yes. was busy signing autographs. And I just, as soon as I could, I get a break. I ran up to the lobby and I called my son. And I said, in that whole conversation, I was so excited to find that out. I, I was thrilled when they asked me back for the second one. I had no idea they were going to do that. And I just, I think it's just so lovely to be a part of this family and to still be a part of it so i love yeah, it are you surprised like that um you know 30 years later that you would be at a comic con and fans will still be so passionate about these movies like no no honestly uh i it's really interesting this whole progression of of these three films like i said i kind of buried myself in illinois doing a, a dissertation that, like I said, nearly killed me. Uh, so I lost touch a lot. I, I was not on social media much. I, I really didn't, right. wasn't into the whole thing. Uh, and then I moved back here to Los Angeles about six years ago to start over again. And that's when I really started getting onto Twitter and Instagram. And I used to do Facebook. I don't anymore. Uh. And then I started seeing all these, these fans pages for Bill and Ted. And I went, wow, I knew we had 
solid fans back in the like the early 90s for Bogus Journey or else we wouldn't have made it, you know. Yeah. But all of a sudden we've got these fan pages. We've got my students back at Parkland created a Missy is my teacher page. So these past few few years getting involved with that and then of course this past year getting involved with all the fans. And it's so much fun. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you guys are on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but we're in all of it. Yeah. Of an Alex and an Ed Twitter fest. Just sit back and enjoy because man, they are hysterical. And I'll I'll throw in my two bits every now and then, you know, but they are so fun to follow and to read when they get on a certain, you know, idea. And then every once in a while a fan will post something and I'll go down in the comments and I'll just throw in a comment like, oh, that's excellent, Duder. And then I get back and just, is this Missy? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So great, I think, is like, you know, like back in the 80s, they would take chances on these crazy ideas for movies. And I don't know if it was from like all the writers doing coke or what but like who would thought <laughs> that um was a movie about you know two like kind of like stoner type of guys who um time travel in a phone booth would ever get made especially never nowadays they would never make a chance on a new movie like that but back then it's like like oh let's give it a go like like where you supp- i mean it uh, yes to again to all of that i i do want to correct you though being being their mother okay they aren't stoner guys no, yeah. they're surfer dudes. Just Bill and Ted. They're not yeah. surfer dudes. They're not, they're not anything. I think that's why they are so endearing. Because so they endearing. created a whole new genre of just cute. I, I don't know how else. <laughs> that's a good description. Um, it's just, it's like they're, they're just these nice, kind of clueless, <laughs> but trying hard because they have a goal and a dream. And we, I don't know about, you know, everyone else in the first original one, but when the movie came out and it was such a, a big hit, and then all of a sudden we're seeing Bill and Ted speak and I got bubblegum cards. Mm-hmm. I got yes, cards. I remember those. I got on a couple of them. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But all of a sudden we've got this, this whole new type of, of characters that I don't think really fit any kind of mold, which, was so, which is why they're so fun. So awesome. How did it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah. How how was it jumping back on set again? Like you you talk about it being a family, like you go from the first one to the second one and you find your stride again. What was it like being like with all this time that's gone by? Like, did you guys just jump right back in where you started? Like, how did that feel? Yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question. uh, Actually, thank you for asking that. I, of course was thrilled to be a part of this. And by the way, I think this week coming up is a year to the day of my second week of filming last year in, in oh, New Orleans. Nice. So, wow. perfect. Uh, but to be back, to be asked back, uh, if, if I can be perfectly honest at this point, uh, Missy was a bombshell 32 years ago. <laughs> And honestly, folks, to to revisit her as who I am, as an older person now, it was uh, a little daunting. I was a little nervous about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not that anymore. When we shot the original ones, I was 28 playing a 19-year-old stepmother. 
So now <laughs> not, I'm not bad. Like, <laughs> you know, you still look younger. Yeah. You still look amazing, by the way, Amy. You look amazing. I was seriously, this is our first time, my first time being on Below the Belt where, you know, it's, I, 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 I feel like I have radio face right now and I'm looking at you and you're just like incredible looking. I cannot even like, I, seriously. Thank you was guys. It? I feel really, really good. Yeah. No, was there any, any preparation? Oh. I'm sorry? Was there any preparation? Did you want to hit the gym? Did you get extensions in your hair? Those long locks? <laughs> Things like Boy, that. I tried to hit the gym, but, but the gym didn't like me. Uh, <laughs> the gym doesn't like me either. <laughs> and, and it's just, just you know, I, I'm, your, your DNA and your genetics will only go so far with you trying to, and I did. I tried to diet a little. I exercise yeah. all the time uh, because that's essential. But, right. um, yeah, no, I was... I was a little nervous, and I had short hair. Okay, okay. I can't tell you what I look like in this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but for me, going down there to revisit Missy, and I'll and I'll tell you, you, you asked if it was like a family. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was lucky on my first day of shooting uh, to meet everybody, and it was blisteringly hot in New Orleans, and it in was August. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dripping wet, we had <laughs> hurricanes all the way around. But I was lucky enough on the first day of shooting to not be on camera with take one. Thank yeah. God. So I could sit back and watch the two guys because they had their the camera was on them mm -hmm. uh, do their bit and get into their Bill and Ted stuff. And it honestly took me only about a take or two to go, oh gosh, they're back and man, they're cute. And I. Oh. Just have fun so oh. I, I could react off camera i could practice you know how i wanted to react just so it was yeah That's it was like great. riding bikes it really was very cool well, had it been now fun you, okay. for you to see these um, two actors grow up over the years? I mean, and when they when they started at Bill and Ted, um, both um, Keanu and Al Alex, they were pretty um, new actors at the time. You know, it's probably was the biggest role to that date. Um, yeah. Especially um, Keanu, like, was it this great to see in this following his career all these all these years? I, you know, I've been watching. Um, well, I watched the the two first two movies again just because. I of course, of course. So, then, you know, so did I in preparation. <laughs> Same here. So did everyone in preparation for number yeah. three. Uh, Absolutely. We first worked on that on that first one. You're right. We weren't. Most of us were just starting on our career. And I think that's what started us all off on the same foot. And that's why the family and the the relationships have carried through all of these years because we did start on the same foot together and the same kind of thing. We hit bogus journey and by then Alex and Keanu were starting to rise a little bit and that was cool. But sitting back and after all these years and watching Keanu and watching him develop as an actor and, and find his voice as an actor has been so wonderful. And and to say, I got to work with him three times. You That's know? awesome. Cool. Uh, and Alex, so proud of Alex. So proud of the work he's doing. His, his documentaries, his directing. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Showbiz Kids yet on HBO. I it's haven't yet. so well done. You know, it's 
It's from his heart. Everything Alex and Keanu, yeah. everything they do is from their heart. And you can tell it's genuine because these two guys that. are really genuine on and off camera. You've seen the film, Amy? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> you have not, oh, okay. Because no. I thought no, you had that I, secret I copy that Kevin Smith had when they did the Comic-Con at home panel. I was a little jealous that Kevin Smith got to see a sneak yeah. peek. And he was so, giving glowing reviews for it. Glowing reviews for the film. He said he cried tears of joy. You know, honestly, it, it was so cute. I was on, on set, and we were doing a hair and makeup check, and I was supposed to shoot, and it didn't work out that day. Mm. And all of a sudden, I see the phone booth there on set. And I asked Scott, you know, I know we're, we're all not supposed to take pictures. Can I just take one with the phone booth? I didn't ever get to be in the phone booth. Can I just take <laughs> Yes. So we did, and... Um, then I was talking to some of the crew and this one, this one guy told me, and I can't remember who it was, but he told me, you know, there are so many fans on this, of, of the first one on this crew that when they drove that phone booth onto set, everybody stopped working and just kind of watched it go by. And Kevin's yeah. crying because you see them together again and you just go, yeah. Oh my God, a piece of my heart. I know I'm gonna probably cry in this movie. I know. I I'm such a softie. Preview, man. <laughs> I know I really if Kevin was. Smith cries in a movie, chances yeah. are I'm going to also. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I was reading. I was reading how the phone booth okay. was never happened because in the early drafts for Bill and Ted, it was actually a van. Is that true? And not a phone booth. Yeah, I think so. But then the van was too much like uh, Back to the Future. Future. Yeah. Future. yeah. yeah. And I heard like I heard like even um, before in the um, early drafts, instead of having. Um, Napoleon, they had um, Hitler that they brought back from the past. <laughs> Did you hear that? Very so, different. So the, whole, the whole scenes with Napoleon eating ice cream and bowling stuff would have been Hitler. But oh, luckily, yeah. luckily they changed that. I'm so glad they changed that. My Otherwise, God. They, would have, they, would, they may have canceled the third one before it even happened, if that happened. <laughs> the case. They've been like, you know what? Uh... No. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of the ins and outs. Hitler, huh? Wow. I read, yeah. <laughs> Crazy enough. Well, I know Bogus Journey was originally titled Bill and Ted Go to Hell, and they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have to say this about Bogus Journey. Like, most sequels I've seen every time, whether it's American Pie or something, when they do a sequel, it's pretty much a rehash of the first movie. And I, I heard, I read that was going to be, like, um, some people were pushing for the same kind of thing in part two, where they were just going to, instead of having, like, all these different people in history, it would have been, like, different um, literary um, people, you know, like different, like, writers and stuff for their English class, which would have been, you know, I think pretty lame. But I think part two went a whole different direction, which I definitely appreciate. And it was, like, a totally, you know, its own movie. It's still tied into Bill and Ted, but it wasn't, like, a rehash of the first movie, which I thought Absolutely. was a great way yeah. to very do it. Very original, very original. It was exactly. one of the few movies in the 90s where the sequel was just as good, if not better, than the original. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, I just, one of my favorite scenes is in that film. For me, it's the seance scene. Yeah. You sent the, the boys to hell. Yeah. You. No, you know what? That's that's gonna be on my my gravestone if I ever have one one day. One of the best characters I think in movie franchise history, and that's Death. Bill Sadler's Death. Yep. Oh, that's sure. so good. Great. And they play Twister with Death. I just I still think that's it's, so. You saw so I got to mention Death because we saw him in the trailer. Are you excited yes. uh, to have Death part 
back in the franchise for the third film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you guys? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Hilarious. Like you said, he's one of the best characters. Oh, yeah. And I finally got to meet him. I didn't get to meet him during Bogus Journey. Oh. Uh-huh. This time I finally got to meet him. I, we waved. We howdy. Oh, good. Uh-huh. Uh, you did you play a game of Twister together? No. <laughs> so I was curious. How to save my life, probably. Yeah. But. I was curious. You hear about Keanu Reeves being like the nicest guy in Hollywood. Without disclosing anything you're not allowed to, do you have a nice Keanu story from when you filmed? Uh, yes, I actually do. Um, it was the last night. It was an all-nighter, pretty much. And we were hanging to uh, shoot another scene. And I had brought with me um, a color copy of a scene from the first film where the phone booth and I'm watering and all the characters. I brought a picture, a copy of that picture. And I had everybody sign it around because I just, you know, I'm like, can you sign my yearbook? And uh, I wanted to get uh, Keanu's as well. So I kind of went to his, his friend slash... I guess assistant bodyguard. I don't know what they would call him. Nice guy. Yeah. I don't know and if Keanu I, needs a bodyguard, really, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he's friend. John Wick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Keanu, anyway. Yeah. Uh, he just uh, he was in his mobile home, and it was like two in the morning or something like that. Like I said, we were waiting to shoot our final. And he goes, well, well, yeah, he can sign it. Come on in. I said, well, you want to go ask him first? I was nervous. I don't know why, because I don't want to disturb people on set. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I'm not that kind of person who's going to go knock on someone's mobile home door and go, oh, hi, can I just, you know, interrupt you? I don't do that. Yeah. So I asked and he said, sure. So I went in and I sat next to Keanu and we talked and he asked me about my dissertation. And he wow, asked, how cool. How was that? And I, and the first time I gave him the picture, I said, I really want you to sign this picture. And the first time I handed it to him, he just took it and he looked at it and went, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> so it was, it was a nice, lovely moment where not only did we get to talk just a, just a tad, but uh, you could tell how much he really liked what he was doing. That's cool. That's great. Oh, that's and it's cool. So Thank cool you that, for that. Awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's so cool that somebody you know like him would come back and and do a part three. You know, because a lot of people forget where they came from, and you uh-huh. know they don't want to do projects that they or they try to shy away from stuff that they thought think is you know now beneath them, which I don't think this is. But um, mm-hmm. so it's great to see him back. But I mean, one actor who um, unfortunately can't make it back this time is a great George Carlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know you never actually get to work with him, but do you know any stories of him on the set? I, I don't. We never. I never got to meet him. Uh, oh, that's he too bad. Had a different shooting schedule on both uh, yeah. and Bogus. He was on a different shooting schedule, so I never got to meet probably one of my all-time favorite ever comedians since I was a young girl. His wow. You can't say on television, and then his yes. baseball and football analogy. I remember watching that. And this will date me, but I don't care. First night of SNL, he was the host, and he did that baseball-football analogy all those years ago. And I, you know, so I, when I found out he was playing Rufus, and I couldn't meet him, I was so disappointed because, man, probably that's one where I would have oh, not. Oh, Rufus. Absolutely. <laughs> 
I'm sure you talked to him at the premiere of the rap party, though, right, Amy? I no, I didn't. I no, no for I don't even remember that mostly. Oh. I remember your <laughs> party, kind of. Um, but excellent adventure. I don't really remember too much because that was kind of a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Wolf's Journey's rap party or the premiere party was uh, hoot and holler. That was a huge Hollywood uh, yes. premiere. That was where we got to walk the red carpet for the first time in my life. And, oh, here's, okay, so here's a fun story with that. I don't dress like Missy back then. You know, she's a doll, babe, and I don't do that. I'm very kind of laid back. And I still had my long hair, and I was very elegantly dressed. And my husband at the time was out of town. He was a singer with the group, and he was going to go to this amazing premiere with me. So I had to go by myself. Oh, wow. Down, you know, Chinese theater, red carpet, everything blocked yes. off the, the grandstands and everything. And I had never seen anything like that. So I parked my car where they told us to park. And I walked by myself up to the theater and then down the ropes. And I kind of just walked through all the paparazzi who were busy checking their cameras and not looking at me at all. And I went, oh, this is kind of cool. But I heard the guys wanted to coordinate their limos, their arrival. So I kind of wanted yeah. to hang and see that. Yeah. By the opening door of the Chinese theater, and all of a sudden, this woman with a clipboard comes up to me and she goes, Uh, who are you? Oh, <laughs> oh no, what? my name's Amy, Amy Stock, or Amy Stock Pointon at that time. And right. she looks down her list and she goes, Oh, you're Missy. I said, yeah. <laughs> She grabs my arm and she says, Come with me. And she grabs <laughs> down that line of photographers and she said, Everybody, this is Missy. And for the next 10 minutes, I couldn't see. It was blinded. Yes, paparazzi. <laughs> wow. So that was, that was kind of fun because uh, nobody knew who I was. <laughs> so <laughs> it was announced. And uh, so that was uh, an interesting little memory. Wow. Right? How often yeah. do you get recognized today? I don't. Not at all. Really? I don't know. I don't look anything like I did 30 years ago. <laughs> it's it's still in the face. I totally would definitely has. recognize you if I bumped <laughs> yeah. into Well, after this film, probably, I'm hoping yeah. people will know who I am. But yes. I took myself out of the business for 10 years because I was going to go be a professor somewhere, which yes. never panned out. So that's why I'm back in Los Angeles. Mm. And hallelujah for that. Man, I've been having some fun back here. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so again, I I just I don't know. I do wear, however, <laughs> just to see if anybody will know. I go hike at Sepulveda Basin every morning or hike, let's let's put it mildly. I go for a walk in Sebelta. <laughs> and I have two Bill and Ted t shirts. One says uh, be excellent to each other and the other is vote for Bill and Ted twenty twenty and I love wearing that. That's and awesome. I actually have my I'd vote for Bill and Ted. Yes. Uh, so every once in a while I'll wear those to the park and I'm just, you know, kind of sticking the chest out going, you know, around people and no, nobody's oh. <laughs> on it yet. I'm like, come on, dudes, don't you know this? So, <laughs> but was it hard? Um, was it hard? You said you're so laid back. Was it hard playing, playing such a sexy, um, character back then? And like, were you in the running, um, against a lot of other um, women for that role? Yes. Yeah, I was, um. Uh, I, I love I love our audition stories uh, from the first one. Uh, apparently, Keanu and Alex auditioned together upwards of like six months on and off. 
Uh, and they would go back. That's how they became such great friends was in the waiting room because they were always, they were never reading with each other, but they always brought in. Well, for me, for that little role, the audition scene was the phone booth, the watering scene where she meets all of the characters. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot to say in there, but there's a lot of reaction, which I love. I, I think subtle reactions are, are the best to play. And uh, so that was the audition scene. And I went back, I believe, six times. And wow. every time I went back, there was a different bevy of gorgeous, beautiful young women who were very well, much more well endowed than I ever was as I was <laughs> freaking flat back then. So even I though that was the focus of the scene, <laughs> it was a focus of the script. Every time she showed yes. up, I even had to cut out some boob jokes because I didn't have any. Uh, so I think we get to kind of downplay that. But I think that's why they kept calling me back for some reason. And it certainly wasn't because I had a chest they could make a fun of and use. I think it's because I made them laugh. And I tried things. And I created that in that wonderful writing by Ed and Chris. There's, you know, where Bill always catches himself. Hi, Missy. I mean, Mom. Writing. So what I started to do in those auditions was, hi, Missy. I mean, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I think that's pretty much what got me the part, was that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you still have the pink uh, headset? No. Or a replica? That was so rad. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) I tried, when I tried to pull that off, it caught in my hair, because my hair was just blastered with hairspray, and it just was like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm so curious so, to find out in part three if um I know you were married to Bill's dad, then you're married to um yes, Ted's dad or yes. vice versa. And so really a part you're married of married to in part three. All everyone's family. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll just have to find out. Maybe she's an independent uh contractor at this point. What I love about this third film, it, it really pays homage to the original. Uh, Bill and Ted, and of course it's focusing on the daughters now, which I think is great. And uh, you know, characters like yourself, the original characters, and then we have the two um, daughters, which I'm very curious because in Bogus Journey, Bill and Ted had sons. So then uh, they just said, "This is little Bill, and this is little Ted." Little Ted, right? That's all they said. They yes. never specified. They never said boys. Um, oh, they never revealed their gender. They never revealed their gender. Mm-mm. They never revealed the gender, and those twins were girls, by the way. Aha! There you those go. Really? The girls of Bogus Journey were were girls, yeah. So there oh, you go. There, did there, there, that canon? That one too. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was canon or confirmed. But what, the two girls the, 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 that, Yeah. Oh. It's from from his Twitter storm on this whole subject. Oh, so oh, I oh. on that. But uh, and I know, you know, guys, when you when you do a, a sequel to something, you have to change some things to to fit yeah. it. Sure. It's not to be woke. It's not to be PC or whatever the term is nowadays. Right. Right. It just fits better. And. I'm glad because it's two really good parts for women. I think it's fantastic. So there's a thing in uh, 
well, well, we all know there's a thing called uh, dramatic license and the willing suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Why? That's why we go to a movie so we can suspend our belief and we can right. dive that world. Absolutely. Yes. So that man, don't go with any preconceived notions. Everybody, just just go and cry like Kevin Smith, but in a good that's way. The, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> Were you totally blown away by? Just in the previews, the girls just look so much like Bill and Ted. Like, did it freak you out? <laughs> I know, yes, they do. And then when I got to see them talk and their mannerisms, I'm like, how did you, how did you do that? Because they are, they are spot on. Oh with, man, um, I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> they are really, really good at it. So that's. That's you know, personally for me, I always wanted to see a crossover between Bill and Ted and Wayne's World. Was oh, there wow. yes. talk about oh that? That'd be cool. Cro- <laughs> Why don't we do a mashup of all of them? I'd be so mm-hmm. into it. I'd be okay. Uh, so I would. I That's would throw it. money at that. Yes, I throw would. Throw a little Back to the Future in there. A little. Yes. Later. Now we're talking. <laughs> How about a little Doctor Who? And I am so there. We can. Yes, the TARDIS. Yeah. It, it pretty much is the American TARDIS, the booth, yeah. right? Exactly. But, you know, the original um, convenience store was going to be 7-Eleven before they decided to go with Circle K. Circle K. I think so. I, I think they were having trouble getting the, the logo rights or something. Uh, or something. Yeah. And then Circle K said, yes. Can you imagine it being 7-Eleven? Yeah. At this point? No. It's Circle- the foot at the 7-Eleven? It has. Oh, Circle uh, K. Strange things are foot. It totally brings me back to Alex Winter as, a, as, Mar- or as Marco from... Lost Boys too. Last seen by the Circle K. So, yeah. I don't know. I I'm like I'm a little I'm I'm kind of obsessed with Al- with Alex, so I have a problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually excited. Horrible, especially in that crop top. Nobody rocks a crop that top. Crop top. Like yes. Alex Winters. Yes. <laughs> wait, He's the wait, king wait, of crop tops. Is there? Is he in a crop top in part three? Oh, he That's can't see. Important. I don't think she can say. I don't think she can say. <laughs> These guys, my gosh, they didn't. It doesn't seem like they aged at all. Yeah, you know? they look well, exactly the same. It's amazing. What's so funny is how these movies are filmed in different locations because, like, part one was filmed in um, Arizona, and part two was in LA, and now part three is in New Orleans. So it's kind of it's kind of cool that you're all over the country. I loved, even though it was hotter than snot down there, I love Nolens and I love going around in that town. And the architecture and the, the location settings were perfect for the film. So everybody's, everybody's like, okay, we understand New Orleans, but in July and August? <laughs> <are> we- <laughs> Yeah. You mean yeah. they didn't go to a medieval castle in England in part one? <laughs> I didn't get to go, dang it. And boy, you know, I got to go to Tempe, Arizona, which, you know, I love Arizona, but, you know, it's no medieval castle in, in Italy. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of the castle scene, I want to talk about a, a, a phrase that was said, which I'm wondering if they could get away with today, is when Bill thought Ted was dead, and when Ted, Ted was luckily alive... They embraced, they hugged, and then they they shouted a, a term that they might many consider um, a, a slur. Um, I, I just hope you know people are not drawing attention to that, and you know 
I want to know your thoughts. Is that something that they can get away with today? Boy, you know, oh boy, okay. So, uh huh, how do I answer that? Because I'm actually formulating an article to write on this very subject. Really? About historical pieces, and as theater artists, do we do we do them true to the nature of when they were written, or do we update them? Uh, and that's my PhD in theater history coming out. Because when you do a drawing room comedy from the 1930s, you're going to have an all white cast. And then you're going to have the servants that are black, unfortunately. Now, there's a big controversy about this very topic. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, in theater and in film, what do we what do we do? Do we do we stop? Do we go back and cut that out? I, I don't know what the answer is. I think it's a very interesting theoretical question because as a pure historian, I'm like, no, you don't change the original. That's when it was written. Every tiny, oh my God, I'm on my soapbox. I'm so sorry. Cut me off. No, it's cool. Good school. You do a a piece that was written during a time period. You've got a time capsule of that time period. I tell my students, anytime you learn about a certain time period, you go read a play or go see a movie from that time period. You will learn everything you need to know socially, politically, fashion, food, economics. Everything is in that time capsule. Absolutely. Unfortunately for us, now that the world has progressed in so many wonderful ways, true. some of these pieces, and like that scene that you mentioned, Al, it's going to stand out. Mm-hmm. But please understand that that was created during that time and not today. Right. And that, mm-hmm. again, try to understand where it comes from, and please try not to be offended because... It's changed now, and we all know it has changed, and we have, we are accepting those changes. Good. So, I think it's a great answer. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah, it's so cool watching these old um, movies, you know, I think old from the 80s, but, like, even when they go to the mall, it's like a, like you said, it's like a time capsule, and you see stores that are long gone, and I'm watching it the other night, watching it again, and I'm like, oh, I, I, remember, I remember that store, I remember that store, like, it's like... It's a time actually, capsule. It's a time it's capsule, it's so cool to see. Precisely what you that said. That mall shut down, by the way. It shut down because of COVID, or...? No, that mall is gone now. It's they gone now, oh, that's, that's a shame. San Dimas Mall. Lucky <laughs> the Circle K is still there, and like... Um, the Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> Is the, is that Circle K still? That same cool. one's still there. It looks pretty oh, much identical, awesome. except but for the, the logo. one that's in your background. <laughs> yeah, the logo's changed a little bit, but um. Here, yeah. Chachi, move your head a little bit so Amy can see. No, I can see it. Yeah, oh. it's it's great. Yeah. It was a different Circle K in in part two. Yeah. Yeah, I think they filmed a different location. Yeah. Changed their logo too, didn't they? Circle K. Yeah, the, the logo's a little different on the, the same yeah. Circle K, but other than that, it looks pretty much identical. There's actually a film on YouTube that goes by and shows you all the filming locations of then and now and compares them, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Oh, and I think they went by the water park, too, didn't they, in that? Yeah. yeah. I think they went by the water park. And the water cool. park's still there. That's yeah. Wet and Wild. I used So I used to live in Redondo, and I used to frequent Wet and Wild on the regular. <laughs> Napoleon's favorite when I was park. A, when I was a kid, <laughs> yep. Good times. I love it. That must have been for Terry. Oh my God! Just like being <laughs> slide on those slides with those kids must have been a hoot. Oh, that, they were funny. There were funny scenes. Like that's all those a good actors. day to get paid for. You know, you, what did you do all day? I went down a water slide. It was awesome. Yeah, and I got paid for it. 
I, I just I think that's the brilliance of of the comedy of all three of these films. It's it's silly, but it's funny and it's not over the top stupid. I don't think, um, but it's and just silly. I mean, who would think that you'd have Napoleon going down a water slide? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, some '80s movies you watch now, and you're like, it doesn't really hold up as humor, but. I always think that funny is funny no matter what decade it is. So you watch something from like Three Stooges, I think it's still funny, you know, all these years later. So I think Bill and Ted yeah. holds up in the same way. It was just funny jokes, funny comedy. I think it's very well written. And the message couldn't be better. I it's mean, the best be, be excellent as each other, especially <laughs> yes. Party on. social, racial injustices like going on in the world. I posted a picture with Alex from a Q&A he did for screening of Bill and Ted's. Yeah. And that was my quote. Please be ex- excellent to each other. Yeah. You know, I, you so. know and how, who, how did they ever know all those years ago when they actually wrote that line that it would come down to meaning so much to people? Yeah. And just a right. simple statement, you know? There, you don't need to do anything but that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Amy, we thank you so much for being a part of our Below the Belt show at home. And, of course, um, we've got some. Oh, Oh, what do we have here? Oh, what is that? Is that the script? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you're opening it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that going on? Is that going on eBay on September 2nd? I hope not. These were set gifts from them. I love it. Amy, how was your trip to Hawaii? My trip to Hawaii? Yeah, from um, 1987, summer school. Oh! <laughs> it was I watched Dan it last Dan. night. I'm sorry he couldn't go. <laughs> oh, that was other, Amy's other... Cool yeah, film. Awesome. The show, on the movie Summer School I watched last night. Another hilarious movie that Amy was in. Yeah, with Mark Harmon. That was so much fun. That scene and Carl Reiner. Whoa. Oh man. Oh, wow. Directed by Carl Reiner. That was huge. Wow. That's, that's a big deal. That's awesome. All right. Well, September first. That is the big date, guys. We can check out Bill and Ted, three. Face the music. Uh, select theaters and video on demand, which we're so excited. And uh, Amy, I know that you have relocated from uh, Illinois to um, L.A. Will you be balancing um, both being an educator and an actress, I guess? Uh, trying to, yeah. Yes, yeah. awesome. Um, I'm also writing quite a bit. I've got okay. a couple of plays and a screenplay uh, done, finished. Awesome. So I'm going to start chopping those around. Uh, awesome. Trying to transition out of uh, the teaching a little bit more and into more of what I want to write and do. So. Oh, awesome. sweet. Well, we'll look awesome. out for that. So before we let you go, Amy, if we could do a little promo, let us know who you are from Bill and Ted's and let us know you're on Below the Belt show, our show. And at the end, if you can uh, throw out a Bill and Ted's catchphrase, maybe, or a Missy catchphrase, that would be rad. <laughs> oh, Missy catchphrase. Uh, so you want like something like, Hi, my name is Amy Stock. I play Missy Mom in Bill and Ted Face the Music coming out September 1st. And here I am on Below the Belt podcast with four of the best interviewers ever. You guys are fantastic. Oh, thank you. It was so much fun. And as always, as we discussed, the best catchphrase ever is be excellent to each other. Yeah, great. That's so good. 
Excellent. Oh, we cannot oh, wait. God, Party on, Party Amy. On, dude. Doctor, Doctor Amy. <laughs> Thank you. We, we're so you. We are so excited to see um, uh, Bill and Ted 3 on September 1st. So thank you so much. I'd love to hear your reaction. So please we don't. We back on after it comes out so we can talk about it. It's just so gonna be us crying. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be fun. Be great. We're all being crying tears of joy. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I will. I will be. And I've I've already been there. So. There you well, go. Thank you all. It's been lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Bye.